Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Subcockles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar, your one-stop station for online vindication. And, uh, you know, we're happy to happy to be bringing you another cornucopia of, you know, just what the fucks from a big old bag of dicks here. You know, just scooping around in the Subcockles of Reddit looking for mildly entertaining things to pretty much roast and give advice about. I mean, this is a pretty nifty little gig we got here, Sadar. What do you think? Sure. I mean, everyone's got an opinion. Might as well wave ours. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, and, I don't have anything else to add to that other than the fact that, you know, I'm happy to be here again. And, you know, I'm super, super happy to, you know, dive right into the, uh, intermachinations of you know the human existence or the human experience rather i'm pretty fucking high so i <laughs> guess we should just you know unless unless you got something to add to the intro sadar i think we can just go ahead and get started i'm kind of like floundering here help me out do you have a good week buck uh yeah i i'm i'm not really upset about too too much i mean you know okay. i mean Better than bad? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, little, little, little less than average, a little mildly below average. So yeah, better than bad is a good, is a good way of putting it. What about, what about you? You know, I fixed one of my favorite dinners for dinner tonight, and that's really all it takes to make me happy. It wasn't my absolute favorite, but it was up there, so I'm, I'm content. <laughs> I'm an oh, easy good. I'm an easy woman to please. Um and I've got a super short uh post to kind of ease us into this episode. So if you're ready, we'll go ahead and kick things off with our slash relationship advice. Let's do it. All right. From a throwaway account, my boyfriend, 27 male, wanted to go out tonight, but I, 24 female, couldn't. I'm studying for an exam. He got upset, went out to some bar by himself, and now sent me a selfie with a random girl. Basically just thought that, not sure how to react, heartbroken as fuck. And now he texted, not coming home tonight, sorry baby, you're not as fun as she is. We've been dating for three years, I never expected this. I guess it's time to say goodbye. I, I think <laughs> you've really given yourself your own advice there. Yeah, I, I mean, are, what, what more is there to yeah, add? I'm, I think that all I'm going to do is co-sign what you, co the conclusion you've already come to. Yeah, whether uh, you know, whether he comes back and apologizes or not, uh, whether he actually goes home with that random girl or not, I think he has shown you exactly how he's going to react when he doesn't get his own way. And it's best to, you know, get your losses. Yeah. I mean, I bitch about it. You weren't like, oh, I want to stay in for a girl's night, you know. Or, you know, I just want to have a night in. Why don't I don't feel like going out or whatever, whatever. You know, she could have come back at you with, like, still a good reason, but not as good a reason as studying for an exam. I mean, like... That, 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 like, you don't even get the bulk at that, man. You're like, yeah. you know, 
it's just I'm sitting here postulating about good reasons versus bad reasons. There there really aren't any. If Oh, he'll if probably you, like, come back and say, "Oh, it was a joke, baby." Can't you take a joke? Right. And you know, yeah, you can take a joke and you'll laugh and laugh while he packs his bags. That's my advice. Yeah. I Yeah, if you wanted a joke, you would pay for a ticket to a comedy show. I mean, like you know, what are you, a fucking comedian? Like, are, are you secretly, like, dating Gallagher? Like, you know, or Gallagher's son? Like, does he smash fruit on a stage somewhere? You know, or 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 what? You know, I don't see him, like, marking his resume with comedian fucking marks. Like, come on, man. That's this just dude's a man. an idiot. He's a man-child. Best to find really? somebody better. And he is, you know what, Sadar? I bet you my fucking ass that he will come groveling back going, oh, it's just a joke, kid. You take a joke. Yeah. Play yeah. stupid games, win stupid prizes. There you go. All right. All right, what do we got up next? Let's bounce over to r slash am I the asshole from footbook123. Am I the asshole for telling an old woman not to throw up in the food court? I was at Six Flags with my wife the other day. We were eating at the food court when all of a sudden this older lady stops, starts walking around the food court gagging. She walked right around us gagging for about four minutes until she went to the food court garbage to start throwing up. She then went back to her seat and did the exact same thing, walked up or got up, walked around gagging and threw into the garbage. My gosh, how gross. My wife has an extreme aversion to throw up, and we both couldn't look at our food anymore, so I felt like I had to say something. After she stopped throwing up the second time, I asked her if she could just take it to the bathroom, which was literally right next to the food court. She immediately started yelling at me to mind my own business. Her family, two adults in their 40s probably, started yelling at me and cursing me out, telling me that the person throwing up has a medical condition and that I was being insensitive. I said it was extremely insensitive to walk around gagging and throwing up in a food court with dozens of people around. They then continued to curse me and yell at me. I gotta know if I was the asshole here. It's been bothering me since it's happened. Let me know. Is there anything that needs elaborated? Thanks. What say you, Buck? Uh, I don't think you're the asshole at all. I really don't. Um, I'm saying that also from the veil of a handicapped person and you know i have some pretty you know pretty unsavory looking eating habits myself uh and because of that i avoid eating in public places especially when like utensils and shit like that are involved i look like a fucking caveman like a heathen when i eat you know i have the fine motor skills of a drunk toddler <laughs> you know, I don't I don't go out in public with I don't take the unless you want to fucking pay admission to see me eat a meal. Like if you want to be entertained, you can like I'll eat in front of you. But if we're if we're all eating together, it's like I'd rather just not do that in a public place. So no, I don't think you're the being the asshole. You know, this woman, you know, her medical condition doesn't require her to gag and repeatedly like ruin the experience of other people. I'm that's that's my opinion you know the medical condition card like i'm all about pulling the cripple card when it's applicable but you can't you can't just no nah. uh medical condition my ass 
it, it doesn't matter. You I'd, should plan plan ahead better. I'd be really curious to know what medical condition enables her to walk around a food court gagging, but prevents her from going to the bathroom to throw up. You know, I I exactly I would, I would agree with your uh, not the asshole um, evaluation of this post. This dude had every every right to say something. I mean, and it doesn't sound like he was even that big of an asshole about it. He wasn't yelling for reimbursement for his meal or anything like that. It, I, I just can't, you know, I could see running to a trash can if you didn't think you could make it to the restroom in time, but I would never want that as an option if I could avoid it. I would rather go to the restroom. And frankly, if I had a medical condition where I knew I couldn't eat without throwing up, I probably wouldn't eat at Six Flags. Right. Plan ahead better. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, Sadar. I couldn't have said it. You know, I, I can't agree with you more. Let's go ahead and move on to our next our next post. What do we got? All right, here's a little longer one. We're sticking with, am I the asshole? Would I be the asshole if I don't tell my ex about our kids' important events? From Mom Teacher Coach 86. My ex, 39 male, sees our kids twice a week for a few hours. When they're with him, he hands them an iPad and does nothing else with them. Over the past few years since our separation, he has disappeared on them for extended periods of time weeks or months, and refuses to see them take them on days when they are sick. His reasoning is that he doesn't want to get his other daughter, eight months old, sick. In the past, it was because his girlfriend was pregnant, or because they couldn't get the girlfriend's son, 13, sick. Most recently, my 36 uh, female daughter was five, my, I'm sorry, my 36 female daughter, five, was sick with a stomach bug. I am a teacher and only get so many days off a year. I'm running very low on sick time because whenever our children are sick, I have to take a day. I asked my ex to stay with her because he was off that day and he refused. He told me that I needed to think of my daughter's baby sister who could get sick. And so, so I had no choice but to take the day. Last year, I was docked pay because of all of the sick days I had to take between the flu and COVID and he refused to help. This week, my ex asked for information about her son Nine's upcoming karate exam, and I initially refused to tell him. I said since I drive him to all of his practices, pay for his classes and equipment, and help him prepare for his exams, that my ex needed to reach out to the karate studio himself to find out when the exam is. I'm done doing all of the work for him. Just for some context, my ex doesn't take either of our children to any of their practices. If it lands on his day, they don't go for some reason or another. I have, on many occasions, asked him to help to get them to practice, and he always comes up with a reason not to. Yet, he drives his girlfriend's son his practices. My ex felt I was being an asshole for not telling him when the exam was because our son wanted him there. And he's right. Our son did want him there, so I caved and told him the information. But now I, I'm thinking that going forward, unless my ex is going to help with all of the work involved in these moments, then he shouldn't get to experience them. I know that I'm being selfish, but to me, he doesn't value all of the hard work the kids put into the moments leading up to these big events. 
and he expects me to do all the work in getting them there, paying for it, and supporting them. It is also always on me, and just for past reference, I have always invited him to birthday parties, important events, holidays, etc., that involve our children. At these events and moments, he has called me names in front of our children, done nothing to help out, and even shown up without a gift for them. I take the children shopping for gifts for him for every holiday or birthday of his, and he does not return the favor or even say thank you. I feel I have done my part to be civil and do what is right for our children's sake, and in the end, he is reaping all the benefits. So would I be the asshole if I tell my ex he needs to start being involved more if he wants to be invited? These special moments. What do you think, Buck? Um, that's pretty complicated. Um, that's that's really complicated. There's a lot going on there. Um, I'm not gonna go at. I don't know if I would call you an asshole per se. I think that you, I'm going to validate you in, in the fact that I believe you do have the right to feel the way that you do. And based on your story, because we don't have the other side of it, but based on your story, I do believe that your ex is behaving like a bit of a child and uh, being a bit of a favorite, you know, picking favorites between his girlfriend's kids and yours. And, and I believe that you have every right to feel the way that you do. Um, I don't believe that you're an asshole for feeling the way that you are. I don't believe that you're an asshole for asking the question, would you be an asshole if I, because you already haven't yet. I don't think that you're an asshole for wanting to do that. What I will strongly counsel you on is remind yourself that these special events that you are doing all the work for. And yes, I will give you your credit. I, my hat goes off to you. You do all the work. You put in all the effort. And so do your children. The fact of the matter is, is that if they want their dad there for your children, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bulk too much. I know it seems really kind of like I'm picking his side and I'm not. I believe that you should tell him to contribute more. And I absolutely, I believe in my heart of hearts that he fucking should. I'm not going to take that away from you one bit. I just want to remind you that when, when you're, when you're divorced, you know, ultimately one, not ultimately, not all of the time, but in, in a lot of instances, one parent bears the majority of, raising and caring for those children and the other one just kind of gets to shoulders shoulder his or her way into it and the other parent kind of has to eat that shit sandwich because their kids want it and that those experiences that they're leading up and working are really all about them uh and that's that's what it boils down to it is all about the kids and um in those instances i just I would counsel you to re remind yourself of that. I don't know. Do I sound like a little off the mark there, Sadar, or or am I? Do you do you think I'm kind of right on? No, I would agree with that completely. It sounds like the kids are five and nine. They're not going to understand the intricacies of what's going on in your all's relationship. Um, they just know that 
they love dad and they want to see dad and dad the nine-year-old's going to start noticing that dad's not coming around as often as he but uh, if they want to be there, I think that's on them. I would encourage, uh, I mean, it's about them. It's not on them, but it's about the kids. So as far as extracurriculars go, I would really encourage you to see if the school could send um, both you and their father uh, the monthly schedules or the event schedules, whatever it is. That way it's not on you to share it. It's on him to pay attention to what's coming up so you don't have to manage his schedule for him. And um, that way you're also not being the, well, if you want to know, just call um, parent. Because that's, that's a kind of petty that's not, it might make you feel good in the moment, but are you going to feel great about it when dad doesn't show up because dad wasn't bothered to call? And your son is crying. No, uh, but what does really disturb me is dad can't be bothered to help out at all when they're sick because he's always got an excuse about something. And if it has gotten to the point where you are missing so much work that your pay is being bought, I would, um, I would encourage you to go back and talk to your lawyer and see if there needs to be any type of adjustment made child support that you're receiving if you're paying 100% of the extracurriculars and you are uh, taking so much time off work to care for the children when they're not well that it's affecting your paycheck I think you're very likely entitled to some additional financial support in that situation so. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even going to touch base on that section. I think you pretty well drove drove a good nail into that one. I can't. I can't even add on or disagree to anything you said there. Those are sage words of advice, Adar. But uh, snaps to you. Yeah, I do want to say, I'm really sorry that your ex is an asshole and isn't a better dad to his kids because it's. He sounds like a real loser who's doing the bare minimum and thinks that he's. God's gift to parenthood. That, that's the impression that I'm getting. But I think for your kids' sake, you need to try to preserve that relationship because I don't think any child has ever benefited from losing out on a parent. Agreed. Agreed. Again, I'll just keep my own two cents out of that one. So, uh, you know, to avoid gushing, you know, I don't think you're the asshole. However, I think we should move on. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Still more, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for yelling at my mom after she said a remark about my stepdaughter? Anonymous underscore Adrian asks, Before I get into this, I think you deserve a tiny bit of background. I, 26 male, have a husband, Elijah, also 26 male. But Elijah has a daughter, Elena, 11 female. As you could tell from the age, Elijah had Elena at 15. For me, this isn't a big deal. I love Allie as my own daughter, as we share most of the same interests. But for my mother, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened. The remarks started when we got married two years ago, and I'm finally done with all of the BS my, 
my mom has. For example, some of the remarks she made were, Elisha made a huge mistake having uh, Elena at such a young age, too. I mean, he probably missed a lot of opportunities because he had a child at home. She said this is it. She said this at my wedding in front of Allie. Over the years, the remarks just got worse. Now, not only taking jabs at Elena, but Elijah too. The last straw was on Sunday when we were at a family dinner with my mom, dad, and younger sister. We were all eating at the table. My mom went on a rant about how teens should be having, shouldn't be having children at such a young age. How we got to this point, I don't know. This makes Elijah and Allie visibly uncomfortable. And then out of nowhere, she looked at Elena dead in the eye and said, should have, been a, should have aborted her when you got the chance, Elijah. This statement made me see red. Allie started tearing up as I started screaming at my mother. My sister and dad were trying to calm me down. I finally did when I saw Allie walk away from the kitchen, Elijah not far behind. And with that, I left. On Wednesday, I guess my mom told some of our family, some of the, and some of them were siding with me, while others were calling me an asshole for, quote, making my poor mother cry when they didn't, <clears throat> when they didn't even care that she made Allie cry. So am I the asshole? Side note, my mom is a Christian, and if anything goes against her beliefs, she rants about how it isn't right. This is not the first time my mom has said something outlandish. And I know it won't be the last. Edit. I know I should should have went with in, NC with her, I guess no contact, when the remarks started and that I, sh I take full credit on and nothing could justify that. To be honest, I tried to go no contact with my mom, but my mom always found a way back into contact with me. I know I should stick with it, but she always brings other people into it, and I just got tired of her guilt tripping me. And again, nothing can justify why I let her back into our lives. I take full credit for that. That is my fault and my fault only. What do you think, Buck? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Telling a kid that they should have been aborted right in front of them. Well, I mean, telling a person they should have aborted their kid right in front of the kid. And then I'm no, I don't think you're an asshole. I don't think you're an asshole at all. And uh, I actually, I normally don't condone or or you know like, like I, I don't stand behind like or advocate for confrontation. But in in certain instances, like I. I got to applaud you on this one. I think that you would have been less of a person if you didn't flip the fuck out. I really do. Um, that's that being said, um, I'm I'm very distressed by this post solely because of the remark of your mother being a Christian, and the reason why that bothers me is because I remember there used to be a day where I used to feel and draw a great deal of comfort from being introduced to a quote, good Christian unquote person. You know, I, I used to feel very confident and uh, you know, like things would be taken care of. Like, okay, somebody, a good Christian's got a hold of this, like somebody with morals, somebody with values. And that has just over the past 20 years, you know, 
somebody who says, well, I'm a good Christian. I look at, I, I, I honestly want to go the other direction. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't think, I don't think that is what it is. I, I don't think that is what it means. You, I don't think that means what you think it does. Like, no, 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 no. Like, mm, it, no, I don't think you're an asshole. This woman definitely has some problems. Anybody who sides with her making your mother cry, she should, she should feel fucking terrible. She should be crying, saying that shit to a fucking kid. You know what? And I, you should have aborted your daughter, but she's a good Christian. Aren't aren't Christians a, against abortion? For birth control, I mean, at, at the very least, and that's what she's saying here. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. OP, you are most definitely the asshole, but not for the situation that you're asking about here. You are the asshole for subjecting Elijah and Alina to this for the last couple of years. And I think that yeah, okay. I'll, I think I'll, Alina I'll that. Um, deserves an apology. I think at 11, she's old enough to understand exactly what you're apologizing for. And I think you need to own your role in what happened at that dinner and make the commitment to your spouse and to your stepdaughter that you are never going to put them through that again and go no contact with your mom and put your foot down and say, you mm -hmm. know, that it's, you're not going to allow that back into your family ever again. You made that commitment to your spouse. You need to make that commitment to your um, spouse's daughter and they need to be the priority in your life going forward. And it sounds like your mom is a cancer in that relationship that needs to be cut out. So I'm, I'm telling you, for, if for no other reason, for your stepdaughter's sake, you need to cut your mother out of that relationship. If that means cutting out some healthy tissue and your dad and brother have to go then so or i'm sorry dad and sister have to go too then so be it but elijah and elena need to be the most important people in your in your life and you need to make that commitment to them and that's that's just something that i would not compromise on personally and that's all i have I'm, to say I'm about not that even... Yeah, uh, you know, thank God one of us isn't stoned for this because I just completely missed out on a whole bunch of like really vital issues there. <laughs> but they have very yeah. well said, very well said there, Sadar. Oh my gosh, thank God one of us is like bringing this show back to reality. Well, that's not at all what the OP you know. was asking about. In this situation, were you the asshole for flipping out? Hell no. Your mom deserved to be flipped out on. Your mom deserved a table flipping for that. But, um, <clears throat> There's a, a much bigger problem going on here that needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed quickly. That's what I think, anyway. I can't agree. I can't disagree. Can't disagree. Nope, nope, nope. So where where are we headed now? Staying with Am I the Asshole, or are we going into something different? We got one more I don't remember what Am the I the I Asshole. Over. <laughs> we got one more Am I the Asshole, and then we'll, we'll okay. wrap up with something else. Okay. Would I be the asshole for taking my four-year-old niece to medieval times after my brother said he wanted to take her? Have you ever been to medieval times, Buck? 
Oh my god, yes. I actually <laughs> went for my first time last year. It was awesome. Isn't it fun? Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I love The me. second you said medieval times, the smile just got onto my face, man. That red night went down. Oh, oh yeah. I love the show. Oh yeah. I love eating dinner without a uh, any cutlery. I love the dragon blood uh, soup out of the soup trough or whatever. Crock. Yeah. yeah, the crocks or whatever. Yes. It's it's such yes. a fun experience. I don't think it is such a handy, capable fucking way to eat your food too. When they told me they they handed me these chicken chicken halves, they were like, "Yeah, we're having chicken halves with uh, some other like potato, whatever, like you know, potato wedge things." Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there looking at. I was just sitting there looking at his plate. And I'm looking at. They gave me a soup crock and everything, and I'm like, "All right, where is the shit?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right," and the guys and the guy just looked at me. He's like. You won't need utensils. We eat with our hands in medieval times. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this chicken's I was like, this chicken's greasy as fuck, man. He's like, yep, that's why we gave you the industrial size extra supply of wet nap. Enjoy you your meal. <laughs> Fucking bottomless flagon of iced tea. Oh my god. Yep. Oh. We, yeah. we took our uh, kids there for our youngest's birthday one year, and he was all kinds of confused. We paid the extra to have him knighted for his birthday before the show, and we've got video of him oh, sitting on the knighting a- uh, chair looking confused as heck while the uh, hairy old man was um, waving a sword around him, and he's just looking at us like, I don't know what the heck is going on here, but oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, then we made the mistake. That would have been of... great. Then we made the mistake of getting both boys uh, wooden swords so they could literally almost beat each other to death with them. I mean, I don't. It, that was probably one of the biggest parent fails we ever enacted. No, but no, no, it was not you. <clears throat> All you did was expedite a rite of passage. (laughs) You know what? Hey, hey, 200 years ago, mom and dad would have sent those kids out in the fucking wilderness and said, don't come back without a bear. If you don't have food, don't come back at all. You got them wooden swords. They got to go by their trial by combat under very regulated, you know, and yeah. and controlled circumstances, I wouldn't call it a parenting fail. Now, if you'd have set up a ring and charged admission, <laughs> that could have been. That could have been. Well, no, I think that would have just been capitalism at, at work right there, or at least late stage yeah. capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we could bring like child labor and you know fucking exploitation, illegal fights, you know, all sorts of shit like that. But you know what? Either way, at the end of the day, medieval times is great. Buying kids a wooden sword is not a parenting fail. And what do we have here? So it's again, okay, an aunt and well, a brother, an I, aunt and a brother who wanna a four-year-old niece. All right, getting back to the story, I think Buck and I can both co-sign. If you've never been and you have the opportunity, try medieval times at least once. It's worth the experience. But anyway, throwaway account. It absolutely. My 
30 female, brother, 28 male, has a four-year-old daughter with his wife, 26 female. They live about an hour away from me, but I try to visit my niece bi-weekly or as often as possible. I love to see them because I love her and my family, but I also frequently visit because my brother and sister-in-law are struggling with parenthood and I want to be around as a positive influence. I am childless myself. For context, my brother and sister-in-law work during the week while my niece is in school and don't do much on weekends. They live in my mother's basement, and often around 3 or 4 p.m., my niece still has yet to come upstairs for a properly cooked meal or sunshine. My brother and sister-in-law are often sick and rarely take my niece to things or on fun adventures, even to the park around the corner. They will give her a phone to watch Peppa Pig on, it drives me wild, but it's not a money or transportation, transportation issue, but simply the planning or willingness to do so. This frustrates me as an aunt because this child has such a thirst for life and new experiences, so I try to be as involved as possible. I will take her to museums, jungle gyms, art centers, concerts, you name it. For example, I suggested we take my niece to medieval times about a year ago, and she loves action and horses, etc., and it's super close to my house. My, bro <clears throat> my brother got visibly upset and said he wanted to take her as he loved going so much as a child. I said, okay, no problem. You take her or we can all go together. I even suggested dates. He never did and has had several opportunities. Fast forward to this week, my sister-in-law forgot to book my niece for a March break camp, so I offered to watch her with my partner for the week, free of charge. I work during the day. My boyfriend would be with her at, at this time. So I asked my brother-in-law and sister and I'm sorry, I, I asked my brother and sister-in-law about going to medieval times with them when I finished work. My brother again got wildly upset and instead of saying no, he just stormed away from me like he was throwing a tantrum. My sister-in-law said he was jealous. I said he's a grown man and your daughter is four. He can go with her literally any time, but hasn't and she will probably enjoy it even more when she's older or whatever he whenever he decides to take her. Things to note, it's the middle of winter where I am, so activities are limited, although we will undoubtedly play outside, color, etc., but she doesn't visit the city I live in often. I also have offered medieval times because I know my niece would love it. I don't really care, but what I do care about is having fun with her and I know that if I don't take her, she will likely never get to go. Would I be the asshole if I took my niece to medieval times? I should clarify that my sister-in-law said yes when I asked why my brother turned away. No, I am not just going to take her after he said no, but I am upset with his reaction to my asking why he didn't say anything to me about watching his daughter for a week when they made the mistake of not planning properly. What say you, Buck? go take that fucking kid to medieval times I was hey you know what I mean like hey I, I'm I'm all about dad wanting to have experiences with their kids okay but earlier in the post OP mentioned health issues and I happen to be an expert on missing out on shit with your kids because of fucking health issues it sucks but you know what just because you know as bad as I've wanted to be there for my kids first whatever when they were younger i'm crippled okay 
you know, thank God my ex-wife landed with a guy who wanted to coach softball for my fucking oldest kid. You know, I had to take the sideline for that, knowing that my kid was going to have a great experience. You, you want to go out and give this kid a great experience. And mom said yes. And dad has had plenty of opportunities. It's been a fucking year since you talked about it. If it was that important to him, you, he would have done it. If it was a money thing, come on. You know, I, you didn't mention that it was a money thing, so I'm not going to assume that it was a money thing. All I have to do, all I have here is to assume that it's got to come down to health or apathy. And either way, the kid's missing out because the dad's just not getting off his ass is what it seems like. I think you ought to, I, I, I don't think you would be the asshole if you took her. I just don't. What about you, Sadar? I think this is a really sticky situation. I mean, I was all for saying no, uh, absolutely not, do not take her, until mom said yes, brother said no. <clears throat> I think that just muddies the water more. Uh, she did, the OP did mention that uh, there's health issues, they're both very sick, uh, often very sick. Um, I kind of have to assume that depression, maybe severe depression, is mixed in this as well. If they're living in mom's basement and rarely come upstairs even to see daylight, that just oh, rings Maybe to, money may be an issue too. Yeah, money might be an issue. Um, I think depression is very likely an issue. I think it's absolutely wonderful that the fun aunt wants to be a big part of this kid's life. And it sounds like she's giving the uh, kid lots of really exciting, fun um, opportunities that a lot of children don't get at that age. Museums, jungle gyms, art centers. I mean, wow, that sounds, that sounds super cool. But this, <clears throat> this post also sounds really judgmental of mom and dad. And I'm sure that that's not lost on mom and dad. So um, that may be part of your brother's tantrum. And frankly, the kid is four. I mean, I'm not saying not to give the kid uh, life experiences, but you're acting like time is running out to go to medieval times. And it's not. The kid is four. I don't, I see, I don't take it that way. That's, I see, I, I think that that's the way, that's the way I took that she's kind of looking at this. Like the kid's only four. If he wants to take her later on and have the experience, he can do that. She even yeah. said that in the post. Yeah. I think she's, I think, honestly, honestly, brother loves medieval times. Do we, can, you know, I think it's safe to assume that sister or auntie might also like medieval times and probably just wants to go there and have a kid there to have a fucking reason. I mean, like. You know, that that it really sounds like that to me because she's even saying like kids only four years old, not going to miss out. Like, what experience am I really robbing from dad taking kid to medieval times? Like, is is it going to be it's not even going to be as special because she said she's still four years old. If he, It's not even going to be that special. Yeah, well, my question is, fun. my question is, is a four-year-old going to sit through the two-hour show? I mean, yeah, there's food and you're eating with your hands and that's pretty fun, but 
Have you ever tried to keep a kid occupied for two hours when they're sitting anywhere? I mean, it's there's a reason why children's get, movies are only an hour and 20 minutes long. And it, there's also a reason why people who have health issues shouldn't even fucking explore that avenue. You've got a sister who wants to see... You can have somebody do the alpha test in public with the kid for you, and your crippled and sick ass doesn't even have to lift a finger. And comes back with glowing reviews about how that kid well behaved and public sat through the whole show. You now know that you've got a green light to go out and do great things with this kid, and you won't even have to worry. Let the fucking let the lady take her to medieval times. Let her, because you know what? Like Sadar said, if she can't sit through a whole fucking show, it's not even your problem, Dad. Not even your sick problem. Auntie's got to deal with that. Let's keep going, Needable Times. Except mom and dad are mom and dad. Mom and dad should be able to say what their kid does and doesn't. Whether well, you, I'm saying. Whether I'm, you agree I'm being, with it or I'm, not. I'm being the advocate. I'm begging, I'm begging for mom and dad to let auntie take them. Because it sounds like she's not going to because the brother's so hard up on it. And she's just kind of like, would I be the asshole if? You know, lobby for this. I'm trying to give you lobbying points. Don't do anything that mom and dad say you can't do. Mm. Uh, ants, ants have have a lot of leeway. They do, and it is really sticky because mom said yes and dad said no. Yeah, there is a tangled web there. Me personally, I would just go. Well, mom said yes, and I'm doing you guys a favor, so it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. We're going to medieval times, and we'll just deal with it later. That's the buck way, not exactly the best way. I think Sadar is really right on this one. You know, you really shouldn't go against the wishes of the parents. I'm just saying one parent said yes. That's true. So tech technically, you'd only be going against the wishes of the parent. And in just in this case, the parent also happens to be your sibling. And I'm sorry, I've got sisters and uh, they stay fuckers forever. So sorry, <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's just it, you know. I mean, like, put. I don't even talk to my sisters. I say that in jest. I mean, like, I don't even know what my sisters are fuckers, but you know what? They're entitled to be if they want to be. I you know. I think if it were me, I would not go. I think since mom said yes, you go either way with this. Sounds like mom knows that dad's a slacker, but I'm I'm also really taking pause here just because the post sounds so judgmental of mom and dad. And it sounds like they're in a bad place if they're living in your mom's space. But I really have to question whether or not depression is playing a part in how lazy you think they are being. So... I would encourage you to be a little bit softer with your brother and see if there's something, some kind of help that he needs to get. Because being a young parent and not feeling totally stable is really, really hard. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if there isn't a fair bit of or heck, maybe some kind of other issue that you're not aware of. Or didn't talk about in the post. Uh, I'm all for giving people a little bit of grace when 
we don't think that they're at their best sometimes i must be in a particular i agree mood today but you 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 are in a particular mood because i'm trying to advocate for medieval times and you keep on going back to depression and i think we're just <laughs> talking about two different exciting like basically i've come up with a compromise for you op i've come up with a compromise this way everybody walks away a winner not really but the kid gets to go to medieval times and that's all I really care about. So what you do is, is follow Sadar's lead, call ahead, make a special reservation, pay an extra fee and tell mom and dad that their kid is going to be crowned the queen of the medieval times court. We have a coronation date. We have a coronation time and all they got to do is drive there and be there. And they don't have to know. Okay. And. Just as long as mom and dad are there. Yep. Auntie gets to go to medieval times. Kid gets to go to medieval times. Dad gets to have the credit for taking her. All shake all the babies, kiss all the hands, and have a great fucking time. Okay. Well, don't kiss the hands because people eat with the people eat their, eat the food with their hands. That's not very sanitary in medieval times. But shake all those babies, man. I'm telling you, that's that's the way. Shake all those hands. Shake all those hands. Shake all those hands. Yes, shake then, the hands. And then use but, a little uh, hand sanitizer before you start eating hands. You're going to be touching all those strangers because, you know, germs are icky. Yeah. But I think I think mm -hmm. setting a coronation date that mom and dad have to go to might be the cure for, well, not depression, but definitely the cure for a little laziness. Nothing like uh, nothing like making an appointment that nobody wants to set a fire to somebody's ass. There you, you go. Know, they call it a hot foot for no reason. That's what I'm saying. Uh, there are ways to make the world move. At, okay. at at you know that's it. That's a way out. And this way, everybody gets to go to medieval times. The chicken was dry, but the experience was great. I'd still recommend five out of five stars. If for no other reason than the dragon blood soup. <laughs> Sorry, that's always my favorite. Good luck, OP. I hope one way or another you all get to go to medieval times. Ready to wrap this up with a fun story, Buck? Yes, let's wrap it up with a fun story. I'm, I'm hopeful. I haven't read this one yet, but we're going to bounce over to Petty Revenge, and I am always a fan of Petty Revenge. Oh, so man, it's going to be revenge. It might as well be petty. Let's go for it. Coming from Sendosis, don't mess with the IT guy. For real. Another story in the typical area, don't mess with the IT guy, which happened to me four days ago. English is not my native tongue, so my apologies if you spot some mistakes around here. I currently work for a company in France as a technical writer, but I'm in charge of leading some projects linked to the IT service. The latest one included an ERP, a software designed for logistics, administrative, and production fields. Truthfully, we are operating with a few tools using Excel or a company-made software, but our main goal was to harmonize our tools in the process. The project itself started a year ago, and it was a bit tense, but still stimulating. Ten months ago, we, uh, we contacted every service in the company in order to get every request used on the internal and external tools and softwares. 
To be clear, we use the database daily to feed the KPI, our statistics, and so on. Every service has this, has this need in terms of results. The marketing service will get a review of our clients, the global trend on a defined period, for example. Almost everyone answered our question. They told us if they needed some modifications for the upcoming software, or even say if it's good as it is, except one service, logistics. Two weeks after the initial mail, we didn't receive any word from logistics. I sent a new email to remind them that our, uh, to remind them our project, I, I guess that's about our project, and if they would give us the requests they use in their daily work. Still no response. Three weeks after, we already did around 30% of the total work concerning these requests. I sent a new email to the service in which I added that if we had no answer in the upcoming two weeks from them, we'd consider that they have no needs and will proceed as requested for the project. Guess what? No response. At this point in the story, I have to pre be precise about something. Each mail sent was to the head of the logistics while my boss, head of IT, and the project manager were CC'd. Anyway, let's jump until last week. In order to have the minimal impact for the company, we have decided to do the migration during the weekend, Sunday precisely, as only a few people would work that day, only for urgent calls. We've done the work, installed the ERP, teaching everyone how to use it, during, doing many hours of testing, and even simulating some scenarios. We've converted every request, even for logistics, and the ERP works as intended for those who did a migration-like work. You certainly know how stressful it is and how miraculous it is when your environment works at the first try and in, real in, in a real production area. This Monday, we received a ticket in which an operator from logistics doesn't know why all of their requests doesn't work anymore. The ticket was created with a critical status, meaning that his whole service can't work anymore. We were a bit surprised at the beginning, but the shocking fact was the email sent by the head of logistics right after the ticket demanding that we work on it ASAP. The thing is, when I saw his name in the word request, I connected the dots and found my old email sent to him. Furthermore, my boss told him through Microsoft Teams that he told him Sunday the requests are done in the location to download them. I had the pleasure to take the action on the ticket and I've answered his email thus. Dear Head of Logistics, I am a bit surprised that you ask that kind of work now. Indeed, as you may see in the attachments, I've contacted you three times previously to ask you if you had some demands about requests that you use, but you've never answered me once. And at the last mail says, we've as the last mail uh, says, we've considered that you had nothing to ask. Besides, my boss told you yesterday through Teams that we did the requests and they're available at this address. You'll find these requests in the attachment too, so your service will be able to work as expected. Feel free to give us your feedback if it works or if you have problems on, on it. Best regards, me. Five minutes after the mail was sent, the ticket went to the resolved status by itself. Miraculous. Oh, and the story is written four days after because it doesn't end on that ticket. It seems the head of logistics did a hidden CC to the president of our company. In fact, 
We didn't have a clue at first when we sent our answer, but during the afternoon, the president himself sent a mail saying the following words. X, I don't get why I am in this conversation. However, seeing the development, I'm disappointed in you. How you act and how late you are in this project that we talked about this morning during our meeting. We have a strategy meeting each Monday morning. Do you retain information? You know how we despise that kind of behavior. I'm expecting a big change of mindset from you. And you know that the company has already various experienced profiles in the logistics field too. Z, my apologies to the service. Yesterday, HR sent a global mail promoting the new ERP, but a paragraph about communication and how important it is was added to the message. I hope someone read uh, carefully that message. In short, stop messing with IT service. We do our best to provide a good experience with your hardware and software, even if sometimes it's a bit hard or totally new. So when you see a problem or if the IT guy or woman asks you something, don't wait to act. I can so sympathize with this OP, but there you go, Buck. I would uh, expand that to um, not just IT, but anyone technical that does any type of technical work for your entire organization. Please don't ignore their emails. At all, period. At all, period. I have if you had... see a bulletin from somebody in an apartment like IT, read it. Yep. Answer it. Probably really, really fucking important. Answer it. Respond to it. You know, part of me can sympathize with this because where I work, we're migrating to a new platform and I'm leading the team that's organizing the migration and we're getting really close to go live date and we are supposed to be, uh, I would say knee deep in training right now. And um, last week I was in a training that not everyone was supposed to be in. And I saw somebody show up that didn't need to be there. So I turned on my mic and uh, their camera was off. And I just said, you know, hey, colleague, um, thanks for showing up, but you don't need to be in this training so you can have your three hours back. Uh, colleague, are you there? Colleague. So I picked up my phone and I called their office and there was no answer. So I called the room beside their office and found them there. They had thought that they were in training, turned their computer on, turned their uh, camera off, and left. <clears throat> oh. So I just said, um, I'm not even going to ask you why your um, camera is turned on in the next room and you're not sitting there at the training that you think you're attending today. I'm just going, calling to let you know that you don't actually have to be in this training, so please turn your camera off. No need to pretend. But wow. I'm, uh, please, please answer your IT department. Answer the questions that your colleagues send you, because there's a really good chance that no one is bugging you for their own entertainment. Whatever they're asking you, they really need that information. So please just take a moment out of your day to give them the information that they need. 
we don't have to make each other's jobs more difficult. Come on, be a team player. Just because you think it's a stupid just just because you think it's stupid to give them information doesn't mean that it's not information that is needed. You know, really? stupid information is not is not like your job to discern. Your job is to give people what they ask. Like you need you need to help the team keep going. Yeah. But I mean Either way, I mean, I do you have anything more on that one, Sadar? I I got really nothing to contribute on that one, other than the fact that excellent job, man. Sounds like somebody yeah. got exactly what they needed on this one. I always love stories where somebody thinks that they're um, BCCing somebody to like get someone else in trouble, and karma ends up biting them in right away. That that's fun. Uh, that well, I mean, like it goes, it goes back to the difference between snitching and telling. Yeah. Snitching is what you do to start shit. Telling is what you do to avoid shit. So, I mean, like this dude was obviously he was he was doing what what uh, what criminals would call dry snitching. He's trying to be all shady about it, blind copying the guy on a fucking email. Nah, nah. That president that the president of that company knew exactly what the fuck was up. He's like, nah. Not having this. I expected better of you guys. Yeah. Sorry all the way around. He's like, nah. Nah, I don't even know why I'm in on this shit. You people are fucking insane. Sorry, sorry, service guys. Keep up the good work. I'm the boss. I, I, I'm not I'm not condoning this. You people suck. Yeah. But this I is mean, why you know, all 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 around. But this is why you need to save those kinds of emails because you have to always keep a CYA file. Always. Because we all Always. have colleagues like this, but seriously, don't screw with IT. They they keep everything. That's all I've got. Pretty much. Well, right on, folks. With that, we'll go ahead and bring this episode of the Subcockles of Reddit to a close. Please make sure you like, follow, and you know, tune in for every other episode that we put on this week. Uh, not this week, but in this uh, in this series. Uh, please make sure you tune in, listen to Raz and I on the Social Liability Podcast. You can find us on pretty much any podcasting platform platform that's available. And until until next week, uh, this has been the Subcockles of Reddit with Buck and Sadar, and we wish you a wonderful, safe, and happy week. <laughs>